Have you considered Dorcas? The only history that we have of her is recorded in our Bibles in Acts chapter 9 from verse 36. There we read that at Joppa there was a certain disciple named Tabitha, her Hebrew name, which is translated Dorcas. This woman was full of good works and charitable deeds, which she did. What a beautiful description of a Christian. This godly woman shone even amongst her peers for her character and her labour. She was full of good works and charitable deeds, which she did. It's interesting that Luke, when he's recording the life of Dorcas, speaks of the good works and the charitable deeds. Very often, I think, we imagine that good works are charitable deeds, but it's probably more likely that Luke is identifying her piety, her holiness, her manifest godliness, the fruit of the Spirit in her life, her faith, her hope and her love which she manifested toward God in the life of the congregation there at Joppa. And because she was such a woman, therefore she also abounded in charitable deeds. Not only was Dorcas a godly woman, but it showed itself in every part of her life. If you will, that holiness of heart worked out in helping hands. And Dorcas administered particularly to those who were in need. There were widows who showed the tunics and garments which Dorcas had made while she was with them. In other words, Dorcas had ministered particularly to the most vulnerable, the most needy that were around her in society, and it seems particularly in the church, but probably not exclusively. Now, it is worth noting that these good works and charitable deeds did not keep Dorcas herself from suffering or from death, because she became sick and died. Now, the disciples sent straight away for Peter, who was staying near Joppa in another place called Lydda. And Peter came, and by the grace of God, Dorcas was restored to life, and the rejoicing was uh, universal in Joppa. The uh, news spread and Peter took the opportunity to make known the good news of Jesus Christ, staying with Simon there in the town. But what is notable, again, is that when Peter dealt with this godly woman, Tabitha, she opened her eyes, she sat up, raised from the dead, he lifted her up, and when he had called the saints and widows, he presented her alive. Now notice again, the saints, God's people, and the widows. Perhaps some of the widows were among God's people. Perhaps Luke particularly identifies the widows themselves who were believers. Or perhaps he's saying not just God's people, but also widows who were there in Joppa and needed the love and care of Dorcas and then also received the testimony of God's power in her resurrection and the testimony of God's grace in the gospel that Peter preached. What a beautiful life Dorcas had. What a lovely death Dorcas died. What a beautiful testimony Dorcas was able to give as a woman who had been raised from the dead. She was full of good works and charitable deeds. Now, can anyone say that of me or you? That we are marked for our piety, 
our true godliness. But that godliness is no uh, cold and narrow performance, but rather it works itself out in a life of charitable deeds. We shouldn't divorce those things. Absolutely, we should not. We should not separate them one from another. We should not either confuse them with each other. Dorcas was full of good works toward God and therefore full of charitable deeds towards others. And she knew who was in need and she reached out her hand toward them. It would be good if we lived in such a way as to cause sorrow when we died for people to look back on us and think with sweet and fond memories of the godliness and the goodness of the life that we lived. And then would it not be a delight if, in the resurrection, there was a general joy and rejoicing, not just because the Lord Christ has now with us and is raising us from the dead, but because we see again those who, following him, walking in his footsteps, were full of good works and charitable deeds.